welcome to a mountain to climb it's where we talk about business ideas talk about our business and conspiracies and the climb to the top come along on this hike <laughs> on this adventure welcome to the show <laughs> so this week or last week's actual item was to cut out on candy and soda not cut out on cut off yeah, cut, cut it completely out was the goal. Not have any candy or any soda. We still had sugar, like, in our condiments like, um, and stuff. We yeah. weren't, like, checking all the ingredients, but how'd you guys do? I did. I feel like I did good. Um, I did end up making a batch of cookies because <laughs> I, want, <coughs> I wanted a treat. I had... Um... So at my mom's house, there's this bowl that was just full of gummies, like gummy worms and uh, jelly beans. You grab some gummy worm, not gummy worms, jelly beans, ate a few. And I was like, dang it, I'm not supposed to eat these this week. <laughs> then that same day, I was like, eh, because I went to the gas station to buy a coffee and a water. Already fucked up. Yeah, so I was just going to drink. So I bought a Mountain Dew Voltage, but I didn't end up drinking it. I was like, eh, I'm not going to drink this. So I just had a voltage all for three days. I didn't drink. <laughs> didn't even open it. Oh, dang. So you bought it, but you didn't drink it? Yeah. He bought it because he already messed up earlier that day. And he's like, screw it. What the hell? I already messed up. So he bought a soda, and then he decided to still keep to it and not drink it. Well, I was talking about it with Mary, about our, our weekly actionable item. And... I agree with what she said. She says that she doesn't think a week is long enough to have any benefit from trying something that is supposed to make you become better. So um, I think we should start doing monthly actionable items and talk about how it's going each week. And then the next month we can we start change, it. Change, the, change it to a new actionable item. And then we can keep and a month I feel like is long enough to where we can make it become a habit if we like it enough. And um, it'll actually benefit us more in the long run. What do you guys think about that? I think that's a good idea. <clears throat> yeah, I still do cold showers. I haven't cold showered forever. That's the thing, because I don't, I don't have to anymore. So yeah. I, I did it for a little while after that week was up, but now I don't do it at all. Dude, I tried a cold sweat shower the other day, and that's worse than a cold plunge. I'd rather Seems do a like cold it, huh? plunge... <laughs> I'd rather do a cold plunge every day, and our cold plunges were colder than the shower is, but I'd still rather do a cold plunge than a cold shower. Yeah. If I had an actual cold plunge that was, you know, able to stay functional through the summer, I think I'd do cold plunges every day. I I really enjoyed it, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, so... As soon as I have four grand to throw away. Not throw away, but (laughs) invest into a cold plunge. It'll be soon. Poor grand will come soon. So, um, I guess we'll talk about at the end of the episode what our monthly actionable item will be, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to come up with one. I've got one in mind, but I'll see what you guys think when it comes to it. So, I did pretty good. I don't think I had any candy. You know, lots of opportunities, but I didn't have any candy. I did have some sweets, though. My mom's birthday was this week, and I had some of the homemade coconut chocolate raspberry cake. But... But through all the sweets I did have, I still tried to refrain on, you know, how much. So, like, I came over to your house and had a cookie and a half. And I had, you know, three bites of the cake at my mom's. And then I had a single little bite of a pie at my house from my daughter's pie. But, like, that was pretty much the the all the sugar, like, really sugary items I had all week. So, yeah. so it was weird, like, um, over at the place I've been doing work the last month and a half as soon as we did this actionable item someone offered me candy twice for the first time and i've been working with them forever and finally when i can't have it then they start offering it to me it's just like <laughs> it's testing you what's going on here <laughs> just giving you some serious tests that's funny though but i i stayed strong you, you take it from him and just throw it away. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, you guys never watched Parks and Rec, huh? I've watched it. 
where he the, gets that. Ron Swanson's in the grocery store, the natural grocers, and they give him a vegetable or vegetarian bacon piece. Oh, yeah. A sample. He just throws it away. Okay, so, so can I have another one? Can I have another one? <laughs> After like three times, she's like, no, you're going to just throw it away. He's like, exactly. No one should eat this shit. Then the girl next to him, can I have one? She get, They give it to her and she throws it away. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Is it the main girl? or the No, she's the like... She's the one that was on The Office? No, she's not on The Office. But she's on Parks and Rec and she's kind of like dark and evil and crude humor too just oh, like yeah, ron yeah. and it was kind of just funny i can't remember what her name is but i know who you're talking april about. yeah april she was the one that was with chris pratt yeah <clears throat> but i was telling joe because i talked to him during the week and he told me that he had some jelly beans and then some soda and i bought soda but i didn't drink it yeah but Honestly, the goal wasn't really, like, to not have any... That was the goal. But I was telling Joe, like, all these doctors and stuff, they're saying, like, this stuff's okay, but it's in moderation. Like, what you're trying to do is develop a lifestyle where you're not drinking a soda every day. But if you had a soda at a barbecue, you know, once a month, it's no big deal. If you have a couple jelly beans once on a Wednesday, it's no big deal, but you're not pounding a a bag of jelly beans, you know an evening twice a week so yeah it's like um putting gas in your car you can put premium in all the time but um if you put the cheaper stuff in every once in a while it's not going to affect you that it's much. not going to affect the engine as long as you're not pumping diesel into your car it's you'll be all right yeah so and that kind of i think the goal at least my goal with it and I, i'll probably stick with it the rest of the month um to really limit sugar intake from candies and sh- and sodas. Except today, because we all just had a huge candy bar. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to cut it out completely the rest of this month. I think I'm going to just really crack down on trying to limit how much I have. Just be aware of what your yeah, intake is. Yeah, just be consciously aware of, okay, I had a handful of jelly beans. I'm going to stop and not eat the rest of the bag. I think last week I talked a little bit about something I heard about eating sugar right after a heavy workout. So I'm I'm actually going to try that this week and see if I've noticed any difference. But so he's going to work out and then just pound two sodas and three candy bars? <clears throat> no, probably just one candy bar, but maybe some like Gatorade or something too. I don't know. Does Gatorade even have that much sugar? Gatorade has a lot of sugar. It has a ton of sugar. It has a lot of sugar. Yeah, my mom was always telling me Gatorade was bad for my teeth. So I drank soda. <laughs> <laughs> I went off soda for like five years. And during that time I was off soda, I didn't drink any soda, but I had sweet teas and Gatorades. I generally juices. try to stay away from soda because when I drink a lot of soda, then my wrists start acting up and getting sore and hurting because I injured them back when I was a teenager snowboarding so I don't I don't never have soda but I try to stay away from it that was so crazy when you wrecked everyone on the lift is like like cheering or screaming <laughs> yeah. were you in the park? no we were just that, cruising down but he was like tumbling it was at the ski resort at Brighton but you were in the park at the resort we like, weren't on the rails right now. on the no, rails and boxes no. and jumps we was just hauling down the hill as fast as we could go. Dude. I was trying so hard to get back on the slopes one more time. Because the two times I went this year, I went with Emmanuel. And I was trying to, like, stick with him and kind of be his buddy. But by the end of the last time, I think I popped a gummy. And then it kicked in. And I put my headphones in, my AirPods. I had my beanie over them. And I just play this music. Just start zoning into the music and just fucking ripping down the hill as fast as I could and I'm like dang that was freaking awesome so I wait for Emmanuel at the bottom and I get back on I'm like dude I want to just go down as fast as I can again and he's like alright but you're pretty quick so you're gonna have to wait for me at the end of the bottom I'm like alright you could probably get two runs in by the time he does one dude we, it was we so cool with Jacob and Steven <clears throat> I know we got two runs like that before it was time to go before we called it quit and I'm like dude I want to go for like a good four or five hours I don't think 
I've gone for the last four seasons, so this next season I'm going to really try and make it out. Have you even been since you moved to Virginia? No, last time I went was before. I think it was right before we went, wasn't it? Yeah. Like 2018? Hopefully this year is a good snow year again, this coming winter. I hear it yeah. is going to be. They say it's kind of like... People know. I don't know how they could know. I'm not a weatherman. But they say typically these years kind of come in like threes. Nice. I oh. hope it's another good snow year because this year is a real missed opportunity. <laughs> we haven't seen a year like this my entire life. Was well, it the best recorded year in our history? Yeah. They think Brighton got over 800 or was over 900 inches. I think it was just under 900. And the best year previous, recorded best year previous to that was in like 83 or 84. Which is and before it, all of us were born. Which was during the great, the big flood in Utah. And they were only at like a 730 or 750 then. So they had a great flood in 83, but 80, 81 and 82 were record years too. So the three years before that flood. So every all the reservoirs are full from the previous years. Huh. Yeah, so... <clears throat> 83 was the first year Powell and Mead both the first and only time they've ever been to their spillways was in 83 they they didn't do it this year not no. yet but Lake Powell's gained I think 6 feet already the whole lake wow and there's still a lot of snow melt to come but like Joe said it was also it was 3 solid years of good snow melt hmm. versus we just had one but they say it's kind of like every 50 years or every 30 years whatever what is it from 80 40 years yeah every 40 years they get like a good three to four year cycle of solid snow well i was kind of sick of this winter because <laughs> i was getting stuck like every other day in my truck yeah i was sick of driving through the mountains i'd hit a blizzard every single day pretty happy about summer coming i didn't really have any complications for the winter other than it just was work. a long winter, and it just made for slow business because everyone just was, you know, locked up and tied up inside. Yeah. Yeah, business is picking up for sure. Dude, it's really picking up. We were just over up the road having a business conversation about some um, future Stop. opportunities, and I had three bids come in during that business meeting I had three people call me or text me and say they wanted me to put them on the schedule more work than I can handle <laughs> good <clears throat> by myself I need to find a good helper so, sounds like I'm gonna be hopping out of the truck industry truck industry which um, I've been looking into before I was looking into uh, hot shots, which is still transportation. Yeah. And they're saying with all the refugees coming over here, everything's paid for. Did we talk about this before? I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it on the podcast. So the refugees are coming over here and the government is paying like a lot of government assistance. So their phone's paid for and a lot of their house, like their housing. Housing and food. So they're just hopping in, and they can't speak English, so the thing that they can do is transportation. So they're just running transportation super cheap. Like, they'll take a load for a dollar a mile. So all their bills are paid for already. Because everyone, you put in a bid, so when you want to haul load, you give them your bid. I can do it for your $3 a mile. These guys are coming in saying they'll do it for a dollar a mile. They're flooding the market with super low rates. Dang. There's a lot of companies that are going under right now because they can't compete with the low rates, pay their overhead. So there's been a few guys I've talked to that said right now is not the time to get into transportation. Hmm. So. Well, I guess it's good to... Time, time, <clears throat> it's good to pivot when you need to. Yeah. Especially if you didn't wasn't really in love with the idea of it anyway. Right. Which truck driving is not really a satisfying job. You almost have to have a passion for it to make it. Yeah, because when it gets hard, if you don't love what you're doing, it's super easy to quit. Like, I've wanted to quit 
so many times over this past few months because things just weren't going very good. But the alternative is going back to a nine to five, which doing the same stuff you're doing already. I'd rather go bankrupt (laughs) (laughs) than go back to a nine to five. It just does not. It's not what I want to do. Well, especially because you you jumped out of it and you saw how easy it is to kind of be at the same spot as your 9 to 5. Yeah. And now I'm starting to pick up a lot of work and starting to get stressed about completing everything on time again like I was last summer. And it's the stress feels good. The stress of trying to get everything done and keep everyone happy. I like it. That's a good way to look at it because I got a lot of stress too. Because I got a five-week project that I just signed on. Took a down payment. Then I got another guy who's asking for some work. I told him I could probably fit him in next week. (laughs) But I'm already booked out five weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Just be shuffling. Yeah, I'm going to just try to see if I can shuffle. Because the the five-week job, there's some work there that I can do. And then after I get to, to a certain point, then I can bring some subs in. So I'm kind of hoping I can get it close to that point, or at least as far as I can go before we're waiting on something. And at that point, I could jump over. So I was actually supposed to start this other project tomorrow, but I went ahead and told them I had a surgery, um, the surgery complications, and then I have to push them out another week. Yeah. So, which, which I did, so. So I, I uh, came with a question this week. If you could clone yourself and raise the kid as your own, would you? Dang, that's an awesome question. If you could clone yourself and raise the kid as your own, would you? Yeah, why would you not? It's kind of weird, and it's illegal. (laughs) To clone yourself? Yeah, you can't clone a human. Is it even possible to clone a human? According to this video I watched today, it's possible, but they... They claim they don't do it because it's illegal, but I don't know. They probably do it. Hmm. I think I've seen that video. They say that they'll um, clone parts of people to get the right medication, like so the right can, treatments. Yeah, so they can do, like, personalized medicine. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the same video I watched. But, um, yeah, it would, on the one hand, it would be kind of cool because you'd know exactly what they're capable of and what you wish you would have done at a younger age you could kind of push them towards it but at the same time it's not you so you can't like they're not gonna they don't have your experience yeah so maybe they, they don't want to but they still have do, your, your your genetics your genetics and your code yeah they don't have your experiences but they do have your code but dude I was a freaking rough kid <laughs> I would hate to raise myself <laughs> I think that I was the atmosphere that you was in partially probably I, don't I mean think... I didn't have a dad I I probably would have done so much better in my childhood if I had an actual father figure I don't think I would raise my own clone just because I feel like I'd be too I wouldn't be able to just sit back and let them do things on their own I'd, tr- I'd probably kind of be too involved with trying to push them the way I want them to go the but way that I, you wanted things to go yeah I think it'd be interesting but I don't think I'd do it. But, dude, honestly, I mean, it's your clone, but... That's kind of almost it, like what your children Yeah, are. I was just going to say, it's not any different than just your children. You pretty much get to clone yourself with someone else and then raise them. Yeah. It's not an exact clone, but it's still pretty damn close. I mean, it's 50% of your genetics. Do you think the personality comes from the genetics or from, like, the soul? Would they have your exact personality, your clone? I think personality comes from genetics. But what about identical twins? They don't have the same personality usually. They don't have the same genetics either, though. Yeah, they do. Slightly, but not... It's not... I I don't know. I think some We'll have to do some research and see what kind of science is out there as far as personality and where it comes from. Like, some of your traits come from genetics, but you still have a... a passion from your lifestyle, I think. 
That's a really good question. I want to look that up and figure out. Did you come with a question? Um, so you guys would raise one. your clones? Uh, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. Dude, I could develop a better Brigham. You would, you, would you name him the same name as you have? <laughs> no. What if... So, I was thinking about this, too. What if Paul cloned himself and raised his clone to be the next leader of the Order? <laughs> and all the leaders for the rest of the Order's history would it's be Paul. Paul. <laughs> Dang, that would be freaking weird. That would be wild. <laughs> Wish that's content that listeners like would get no... Nothing out of what we just said. Oh, yeah. If you don't know what the order is, just look up Kingston's in Utah. You'll get whatever you need to know. It's the order, and that's the Pligamous group that... Call, uh, Paul is the leader of Paul They call Kingston. themselves the order, and we're all from there. Yeah. Not currently in the order, but we are all from the order. Born and raised. Well, I you wasn't born or raised in the order. Just showed up. Showed up. And snatched a pretty lady, I guess. Your family was at my wedding. It was? Yeah. We was looking at our book, and it says, Congratulations from the Greens. Yeah, we tried to really integrate ourselves into the culture and the community. Like, we tried to go to weddings and stuff and involve ourselves and be present. (laughs) You showed me a picture of himself when he was like seven years old at Dame Palmer. In 1844, dancing. Back when dances were in 1880. I don't even remember when they were in 1844. It was probably just when there was something going on in the main room. Yeah, as far as I remember, they've always been in the main room, except for... The only reason I know is in 1884 is because you could see it in the pit. It may have been a reception. It probably was. It dances with receptions all the time, so... At the same time? Yeah. Yeah, I bet it was. We'd come up, I'm like seven or eight. Dude, I danced with more girls that time than I did after, (laughs) like... We come in, I'm just thinking it's cool, and I start dancing, and I'm like, dance with six girls, and my older brothers, I'm like, how many do you dance with? He's like, two. Like, dude, I dance with seven now, I'm beating you. I thought it was so cool. And then I don't think I went to another order dance for like years after that. That was, dancing was like the way you was able to meet girls. Interact. interact. That was your only possibility. You, yeah. You could interact with girls and not get in trouble at the dance, so that was the thing to do. The one thing I remember that picture I showed you, I remember that day. <clears throat> I danced with a couple girls and I'm looking at their teeth. I'm like, dude, your teeth are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I danced with another girl. I'm like, what the fuck are wrong with these girls' teeth? <laughs> like, My... two of the seven girls I danced with that night had such bad teeth. I'm like, man, what's wrong with these people? My front teeth were broken out until I was like 17 or 18 when I had enough money to fix them myself. And I broke him in like third grade. Third grade, Dorky's broke my class. front teeth off. He dropped something under his desk, and it was your it full, your adult teeth. Yeah, yeah. they're just broken in half for years. Dang. He, I remember he's like, "What the heck? I broke my tooth." I'm like, I know you didn't. And he shows me. <laughs> I show them and they're, they're broken off. I I can show you my graduation pictures. That they have broken teeth. Dang, just these front two. Or yeah, these two are veneers. It's not my real tooth, teeth. My real teeth are in there, but they're covered. And your parents never wanted person. to fix it for you, huh? Well, Just they really didn't issue. have the money. They didn't have insurance either? No. I guess I grew up, my mom was always on state benefits, so we always had insurance from the state. I used to think it was so cool. I'd tell everybody I spent more on my teeth than my truck. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought my truck for 2500 bucks. and my teeth were like 3500 Dang. My surgery was 32. Just barely? <laughs> yeah. Dang. But it's on insurance, huh? No, it was 8000 before I had to pay my portion. Wow. That's expensive. That was the first time I ever went under anesthesia, and dude, that was... Is it called anesthesia? I think. Local anesthesia. Whatever it was, dude, that was nuts. Like I just hooked up to an IV, and then the anesthesiologist comes over, and he's like, I'm going to give you this sediment, or whatever. He, not sediment. Sedative. Sedative. <laughs> I'm going to give you this sedative, and it's just going to kind of make you relax and stuff. There's a chance you may not remember by the time we get to the 
OR room. And I'm on the bed laying down and they're rolling me to the OR room. <clears throat> and then I call it an OR room. Well, OR stands for operating room. Yeah. <laughs> they take me to OR room. And then he asked me to roll over onto my stomach on to this other bed, I think. And that's kind of the last thing I remember. And then and the next thing I remember, I waking up in a whole new space and I'm just like, where the where am I? <laughs> and then I look over and there's a nurse and she's like, you're done. I'm like, I'm done. Dang, that was weird. <laughs> like zero memory. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I've never had to be put under. I wish they put me under when they pulled out my wisdom teeth, but man. They didn't? No. <laughs> I didn't get put under. I just hadn't. I you get laughing under. gas? Yeah, but I still felt a lot Dude, I didn't stuff. get any laughing gas. All they did for me was just numb it with... With the needle? Yep, that was all I got. So I did I didn't this, get laughing gas or go under. I did the deal that... I don't know if they're still doing it, but they used to have this deal where um, you could go get your wisdom teeth removed and they'd pay you like 250 bucks. Um, so they that tested after, new drugs with placebos? Yeah, after you get your teeth removed, then you have to stay there for like 24 hours and they test some new drugs on you. I'm pretty sure I didn't get a placebo because the the pain medication worked pretty good. But they just put me on the table and um, they give me some shots to numb my mouth. Then they give me this mask and they say, I can't even remember what they said. I think they said that if you start feeling anything, then make some noise and let them know and they'll give give me some more numbing. And... um, they, I lay down, I have the mask on me, breathing in the nitrogen or whatever it is, and I got pretty high, but I could feel them, like, ripping my teeth out, and it was hurting like crazy, so I'm, I'm like, trying to talk, <laughs> just going, Ugh. It was painful? Yeah, I was lifting my leg and dropping it on the table, I remember, and I was just, like, moving all around, and they just had pliers and this, this clamp thing that would wedge my teeth out, and I felt them... I could hear it breaking the teeth and just ripping it out. It was pretty rough. Yeah, that's how it was for me. I didn't get any laughing gas, so they numb me. And then I can feel the scalpel because my wisdom teeth hadn't protruded yet. They were still below the gum line. Like, they hadn't cut through the gums yet. Mm-hmm. But they were fully developed under the gums. And so I felt the scalpel cut the gum open because it's riding up against the tooth under the gums cuts the gum open and then it literally felt like he just had a pair of needle nose pliers and just was in there yanking and cracking and crunching somehow though he got them out without him breaking at all i still have all four of my wisdom teeth and they're complete wow yeah i I I think i have them i don't know what actually i think i know i'm pretty sure mine broke into pieces they never showed me but it felt like they were just destroying my mouth like a war zone going on dude it almost feels like he's got his foot up on your shoulder and like yanking on you like that's how it was they were yanking they're pretty aggressive but oh man i had i went under it just says all right count to 10 i got to like maybe four or five and i was out that's good because otherwise (laughs) you'd be traumatized like the rest of us (laughs) But I wake I, up and my face is all gauzed up and numb and I'm just, I can't walk around or anything. I'm super high. I remember after it was over thinking that I was never going to forget the feeling of them ripping my teeth out. <laughs> but I've never had a bad, I, I always thought I was going to be a dentist. Like I, dentistry um, is interesting to me and it, like when they're working on my mouth, I'm just like in my brain trying to visualize being on the other end and doing the work or just kind of imagining like sometimes I want to set up a tripod and just record it so I could watch what they're doing I don't want to see any of that I just want them to just do their thing and tell me it's good after (laughs) dentistry just interests me but so I've never had an issue getting worked on in the dentist as a kid I was never scared of the dentist I had my sister she was terrified of the dentist did I tell you guys this already? Yeah. But yeah, she sees the nurse, the dentist assistant, bring the anesthesia with the needle. And the needles are like six inches long because they got to reach clear to the back of the mouth. She sees it, freaks out, starts squirming. and That's the nurse? Yeah, she gets the 
the nurse somehow stabs herself in the wrist with the, <laughs> and numbs her wrist and has to go home because her hand's numb. <laughs> Wonder if she had paid leave. But I... <clears throat> when I was done with my wisdom teeth, they gave me, you know, antibiotics so you don't get an infection and then they give you painkillers. They gave me lower tab. They get... I don't know what they gave me, but I've never really been one for painkillers. Like... I don't enjoy taking painkillers. So, even when I was younger, because I got my wisdom teeth pulled at like 16 or 17, I didn't take a single painkiller the whole time after my wisdom teeth was you out. You had to be like Joseph Smith. I guess. <laughs> you know, I would take my pain pills before I'd go to the dance. <laughs> my mom would be like, what are you doing? Just like, I don't want pain when I'm dancing. <laughs> but I guess it just felt good. <laughs> I just grew up holistically, and, you know, I was like, what's the point of taking the painkillers if I can get through without it? Yeah. Like, I'll take painkillers if the pain's unbearable. Like, toothaches, like, I just got done with two tooth abscesses, and those were unbearably painful. So I was popping, you know, some uh, ibuprofen and Tylenol, but then once they got the <clears throat> swelling controlled and the pain went down, they prescribed me some painkillers, but I didn't even pick them up from this place because it was manageable. What they prescribe? Um, that they just prescribed like an eight hundred milligram ibuprofen. But for my surgery, I just got done. They prescribed some oxycodone. And you didn't pick it up. I picked up the oxy. Oh. Purely because. I was gonna say you want me to drive you over there. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up the oxy just because, I think it's a good thing to have on hand. Yeah. If you have a prescription for oxy. And, I fucking slice my finger off at work. Like, so, so you don't go into shock? Well, it's just a a massive painkiller compared to, like, your ibuprofens and yeah, stuff. Like, it works way better. works way better. <laughs> so, like, I just have it so that I've got a better painkiller than my basic painkillers you can buy over the counter. Yeah. So, but the last time I got Oxy was when I cut my finger with some... Um, PVC pipe cutters. I had my finger in the PVC pipe. Oh, yeah. Trying to gauge where it cut at. And then I start cutting, and it, it was a long, rough day. And I'd even think about it. I'd even realize or remember my fingers in the pipe. And then the blade comes through the one end of the pipe, and then it registers up against my fingernail on my left pointer finger. And the fingernail doesn't have a ton of senses. So, like, I didn't realize the blade was there. If it was the other way around and the blade hit my fleshy side I would have been like oh crap and pulled my finger out but it hit the fingernail side and I gave it another click and the blade just goes straight through my finger down to the bone and crushes the bone and I'm like sitting there and these pipe cutters you have to retract them so like I've got one finger and it's pegged up in the pipe with a blade halfway through it and I'm like oh shit I just cut my finger and it's probably pretty bad so I'm sitting there like one handed down in this hole trying to like pop the things open so I can get my finger out get my finger out and I just see this little hairline of red and I'm like I don't know how bad it is so I pull my fingertip down and the whole fingertip just like almost folds at like a 90 I'm like oh shit that's pretty bad so I put pressure on it cut it back and then I go to the front door of the lady's house I was working on and she had just barely pulled in and I knock on her door and I'm like I just cut my finger pretty bad she's like oh no what can I do for you? I'm like, maybe get me a napkin so I don't bleed all over your house. And I'm going to call my mom and have her pick me up and take me to the hospital. So I sit down at her bar stool and got my AirPods in. And I tell my mom I cut my finger pretty bad. And then that's the last thing I say before I pass out. <laughs> and the lady, she had walked all the way around the counter and caught me before I hit the ground. I'm a big dude, like 230 pounds. She was just a little old lady, like, she's probably 50 or something. She caught me. When I come back, too, I just hear my mom yelling in my ears, What's the address? What's the address? And this lady's just, like, holding me, and I'm like, oh, lightheaded, dizzy. So I just pull my headphones out so it can register to the phone, put it on speaker, and then I just go sit down and let the lady talk to my mom and tell her where I'm at. But they prescribed me Oxy. And same thing, I'm like... I wasn't ta- I don't take painkillers unless I feel like I need them, and it it wasn't an unbearable pain. So you, your profit margin on that job was a little higher than you 
expected. <laughs> no, dude, because the fucking medical bill was like two grand. Ah, uh, shoot. And they didn't even do anything other than give me a painkiller, give me a tetanus shot, and then just put it in a finger clamp. Like, that's all they could do. And that cost two grand. Dude, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. <clears throat> I think it's, especially with the hospitals, dude, hospitals are making bank. Because, like, they'll hire the doctors. That's just another employee with a big check. Yeah. But compared to what the procedures cost, <clears throat> it's just like, you know, anything else. Like, the butcher place, you know? Get a cow butchered for 1500 bucks, and it'll only cost you, you know, maybe $200 in labor house when butcher it, and you make the profit, but... Anybody else bring a question? Yeah, what was your um, first business idea before you started your business? Um, I don't know if it was my first one, but it was one I dreamed about the most when I was younger. Um, having a performance car shop. Dude, Joe wants a performance shop. Yeah. I know, me and Joe want to do it together. If we can buy this place across the street, put a lift in it, and try to just snag a client... But I always envisioned, like, me and Joe having the front front of a building. Um, and we'd each have, like, our separate office connected to the main room with glass walls. And then in the center, there'd be this sweet car that you just, um, that would be our daily driver or whatever. That's where we'd park, is right in the, sh- right the showroom. Right between your offices in the showroom. And then there'd be a door into the back shop where you'd have all these awesome cars being worked on and we wouldn't just be fixing pieces of junk they'd be like thousand horsepower cars being modified and worked on like like the only pieces of junk you'd be seeing are some like old muscle cars that someone bought and they brought in and and doing a complete restoration with a massive (laughs) motor overhaul to push some insane power yeah we'd do restorations but um our focus would be like horsepower you that probably would have subbed a lot of the restoration out, like sent it to a body shop, and then once the body shop was done, it'd come over and you'd build the powertrain. Yeah. So that was my first business idea that I was really passionate about when I was younger. I still want to do that, but that'll just come later in life. Yeah. Well, those are kind of like one of the ones that would be a little bit more enjoyable to do as a hobby, like once you have a company that's set up and operating and making you money and you have more time, then you can go ahead and, you know performance one of your own vehicles and you take it to a car meet and then someone's like hey you want to do mine and then you just do it on the side whenever you have free time and make some money off of it well no it's gonna so it's gonna be like a full-time gig but it'll be like my retirement when i retire from what i'm currently doing i'll probably just unretire into that (laughs) i don't know I don't know how much time I'll even have later in life, but it's just a dream. The goal is to have all your time, right? Yeah. But I don't want to just have all my time be free time where I could just do whatever I want. Like, I want to... I always... I get bored if I'm not advancing at something. Yeah. So. I think one of my first business ideas was cabinet shop or furniture shop which is still something I would like to have kind of do a little bit huh you do full kitchens you do cabinets I guess you're not building the cabinets I'm not building the cabinets I would like like a full 6,000 square foot wood shop that's got like a CNC and is like producing really high end furniture custom furniture pieces and custom cabinet jobs but I want to say that's something that I'm, that's kind of like your performance shop. Something that, you know, I'll try for later in life. It's not what I'm trying to do currently now, but. Yeah. Then you and I had the, we were trying fencing. to, yeah, do fencing. We got pretty, I guess not. We got I think kind of set up, but then we kind of had a. We had one thing get in the way, and we just never kind of gave up on it. Yeah. We were pretty young, but <clears throat> it would—it was just that idea, and if we would have stuck with it... I had my, so I bought my truck and trailer, we were planning on buying, 
we're gonna try to buy a skidster. Yeah, a skidster and some fencing. Skidster with a post hole digger on it. We were trying to do it with one of our other friends, but we were still in the order, and the order has a lot of control involved with everything you do. I think that's probably the biggest reason why nothing happened, because we were still trying to fit in and we didn't and know our how place. to fill out a packet and who to talk to for packets. You had to get all the permissions. Get all the all permission, that. and they want to make sure that they're getting their cut. Yeah, but so if we went anywhere from there, if if we would have though, which I think if we weren't in the order, we would have made it go somewhere. I think we could have had it pretty set up by now. Because that was six, seven years ago. Yeah. That was like in 2016. Dang. We were trying to rebuild this stable and fence it all in because we also wanted horses. And then the person who it belonged to, they're like... It's like, yeah, you could fix it for us, but we'll charge you to put your we, horses here. Yeah, we were offering to almost put all of our own money into it, fix it, so that we could use the place, put our horses in there, and maybe lease a couple spots out. And they're like, oh yeah, you can fix it, but how about we pay for it? You just give us your time, and then once it's done, we'll charge you to put your horses here. And we're like, nah. They was just going to pay for the materials, or they was going to pay, pay for, for the materials? The... They weren't going to pay for us to do the work. <laughs> Not a very good deal. No. That's why we didn't do it. What was your first business idea? I think mine was right there with yours, the performance shop. I think it was like right around the time we both got our Mustangs. And we just wanted to make them fast. Fast as fuck, boy. Never did, though. (laughs) And then um, that one with Brigham, the fencing thing. And then there's always been like different ideas in and out. But you just have to act on them. That's the biggest thing, honestly. You know, you read all these gurus and books and stuff, but it... It, everything I've kind of found comes down to one thing and it's just just doing it just do it acting on it granted there's little tricks and stuff like the powerless that's a tip and trick you know to help you do it focus on little manageable bite-sized things that you can accomplish every day to push you forward to the goal and that's what I was going to suggest that we do for our monthly actionable item the powerless is the powerless. Start over with the powerless. And do it consistently for a month. See if we can win the month. And then move on to the next um, actionable item. It might really help too. Um, if we check in frequently with each other. You know, outside of just podcast day. Yeah. But like, either daily or every other day. Like, hey, did you win the day yesterday? No, what the fuck, dude? Just um, talk about it in the group chat. Yeah. Like that day I said, did you guys get that W? Neither one of us did. (laughs) (laughs) So no reply. (laughs) It felt good, dude. I got it that day. That was a long day for me. I didn't get home till like 11.30. And when I got home, I read my five pages real quick. And then I looked through my, my power list and I checked off the last thing. And just got like this immense like satisfaction. Like, fuck yeah. I got that W, and so then I text in the group, like, you guys get the W, and... It's cr- just silent. Hits. <laughs> hits. I looked at it. I'm going to wait for Joe to reply. <laughs> I look at it, see JJ replied. No reply from him. Or I see that he's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. I but think, uh, it's not like... like... I bet he didn't get it. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to be like... <laughs> like, okay, you guys didn't do a big whip, like, but that's the point of, you know... The accountability is just to help push each other. And yeah. Yeah, we got to hold each other accountable, especially for these actionable items that we're bringing up in the podcast. People don't want to hear us bring up an actionable item every week and then us not following through and actually doing it because that's what this podcast is about. It's supposed to be us monitoring our journey as we advance through entrepreneurship. And And speaking uh, it. These actionable items are things that we think will help us um, advance and that's the whole reason that we bring them up and do them is, is to encourage people to do it with us and encourage each other to do it to advance as much as we can encourage people to do it with us and for us to do it and get the, the experience doing it so we can 
put it out in our own words of what it did for us and and what <clears throat> what it can do for other people if they do these same things. So yeah, if, I think we should hold each other more accountable. Which I think I think the powerless was really the one we had a hard time with. We redone it. We did twice. I think the first week none of us really did it at all. The next week I think I did it three or four days out of the five. I think I did three three days that I won. I think I said I won two. Now I'm keeping the track of it on my phone. Yeah, I showed him that cool thing that iPhones have. Where you can check you can off a list. Push the check button and it gives you this nice old check box. I think for me, it really comes down to if you do it the day before. Yeah, if you make you the gotta list make the, the list the day before. Because you wake up and you just start getting busy. Yeah, you wake up, you're so tired, you can't even think, and then you 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 know what you have to get going to do, and usually you only wake up with just enough time to get out the door because you want as much sleep as you can. So, doing it the day before is definitely a necessity. I've realized though, like. Just you, what you were saying is you wake up with just enough time to get out the door, throw your pants on, use the restroom, grab a, maybe some food, maybe I don't eat breakfast, but and then get out the door and get to the job. Um, I've tried and I need to try harder and to implement self time in the morning. Because I think, you know, some self time pretty early in the morning, let's say you wake up at four you work out for an hour, then you come home, you meditate for 10 minutes, you read your 15 pages of books, you make your power list, you know, great start to the day. And at that point, you know, working out, reading, and meditating are three of my powerless items, so. So you won the day already? All because I woke up at four. <laughs> That's the hard part. Waking, up, waking up at four, staying awake, and actually doing the stuff. Another thing that I was doing when I was waking up that early, I wasn't, re no, I was reading. So my morning consisted, I'd wake up first thing, and then I would do some yoga, and then I would read for 15 pages, and then I'd do 10 minutes of meditation, and then I'd go to the gym, come home, and, and start my day. But yoga is something I really want to try to do more of. I'm not flexible, but I want to be flexible. Because I think <laughs> flexibility is something that can just help your your overall physical health and your physical capabilities. But I can't even touch my toes. Standing straight-legged. I want to gain 15 pounds and get jacked. 15 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Not fat. Well, if I gain 15 pounds of fat, I'll just turn it into muscle. Well, 15 pounds of fat's not hard to do. Maybe for you, but I think for anybody, you just gotta eat a shitty diet. <laughs> I don't want to gain um, unhealthy pounds. I want to gain healthy pounds. <laughs> I think being more. jacked is, you know, something that's cool. I would rather just be a nice, physical, healthy weight and be able to do any kind of physical um, things that I need to do. I'm trying to lift that bar. <laughs> what bar is it? The bar at the gym. How, is it heavy? It's as heavy as you make it. What's your uh, deadlift? Um, I don't know. I've never recorded my deadlift. Tomorrow at the gym, um, they're going to be doing... Uh, they're a build up to your max clean weight and then um, your max jerk from a clean my max clean before was 205 pounds so I'm going to try and jerk that and hopefully get to 230 on my clean that's deadlift? no a clean a clean is the bar at your shoulders oh from the ground to your shoulders yeah wow that's a lot of weight 230? What do you weigh, Brigham? 230. I'll be lifting Brigham. 
I'm gonna lift Brigham up to my shoulders. <laughs> Should we just try right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be way harder doing it with a person than it would with a bar. Dude, dead weight is... A bar is, you know, perfectly balanced, good gripping point. Yeah. I mean, even picking up someone who's alive <laughs> is nothing like if they were dead weight. Yeah. Because they're kind of balancing themselves, holding their weight. I'm not quite 230, though. I'm like 223. Do you have any conspiracy theories? I heard that Bill Gates is trying to reflect the sun. Oh, he's trying to... Can't remember what it was called. He had a he had a name for it. I can't remember what the name was, but <clears throat> basically he's funding these people to spray. I can't remember what the chemical composition was, but spray some chemical in the air that will reflect the sun, kind of similar to the way that like, uh, a, vol- like a volcano will block out the sun. He's trying to do that to cool the temperatures of the earth. It's already colder than normal. Stupid. It was because the Earth just heats up and cools in cycles. I heard some of them CIA files that just came out, and Jeffrey Epstein was an operator to the CIA. I've, yeah, I think I heard about that. <clears throat> you were telling me about one that you heard earlier today, I think, when we were driving over to Becky's. Can't remember. <laughs> I have no idea. That's why I told him I wanted him to remember, because I can't remember either. Was that a good one? Yeah, it sounded interesting. I'll usually take notes um, when I think of something I want to bring up on the podcast, like that Bill Gates thing is in my notes. I should bring. I also um, saw this thing where Elon Musk was talking to... um, So the AI community? I can't remember who he was talking to, but he was saying that um, overpopulation is a myth. People have been having less kids for a long time. And the replacement rate is negative, so there's actually um, not enough people to replace us. Yeah, there's some countries that, so he says a good way to tell is the ratio of adult diapers and baby diapers. Being says, sold? Yeah, he says in Japan there's more adult diapers being consumed than baby diapers. I think that's the same in China. And China, yeah. Did you China list? used to have a one-child policy, and then they changed it to a two-child policy, and now they're changing it to a three-child policy because their population is just diving. Did you listen to that Joe Rogan podcast episode with this um, economic guy? I'll find it. He's a world economic guy. It was pretty interesting to listen to. He was talking to Joe Rogan. He was saying how Russia and China, these are like their last... 50 years of actually having the population to push themselves any further because in like the next 50 years they're not even going to have populations a population strong enough to even do the work and maintain where they're at he says that this generation is the last generation for Russia and China to make a, a big move on like a global attack or anything because after this generation they won't have the, the manpower the manpower it's crazy. Elon Musk has been saying for years that the population rate is declining and, and it's probably one of the most terrifying things that we're facing currently. That's crazy though because they're building, everywhere I go, there's houses being built left and right and they're all filling up. Well, they say that America still has a growing population from the immigrants. Oh yeah, that's right. I was telling Joe the other day we were on the phone and I was telling him like the next 50 years are going to be wild and we were kind of talking about recession and he's like well it's not going to last 50 years I'm like no dude it's not about 50 years of just recession like we're going to see some massive population um, drop like in 50 years you know the world's at what 7 billion people I think Elon Musk is predicting in like the next 50 years we're going to lose a couple billion people and what that will do to the world is going to be crazy and we're going to live through it and our kids are going to live through it. But one thing that this economic guy was saying and I think is true is it's just going to create more opportunities for people who are able to and willing to grab them and seize them and make them work. Well, the thing that they're not accounting for is AI. So 
Um, AI is gonna fill the space of all these people that are dead. I think I don't. I haven't heard anyone talk about it, but there's AI is taking so many jobs because it can do more for free, basically. So companies are dumping a lot of employees and placing them with AI. <clears throat> Maybe. Um, and at the same time, the population is gonna is dropping. So I don't think it'll be a huge drastic change in the workforce, or not the workforce, but the like economy. the way that um, the infrastructure the infrastructure being held up by I don't think a lack of people is going to be a problem because AI is taking so many jobs you know that's going to change though it will change labor like manual labor yeah because you're going to have a lack of people and AI can't do anything manual well there will be more people looking to those work Force, that workforce well so what i'm saying is it's going to skyrocket the value of any kind of manual labor that's going to become more more valuable than like computer programming and stuff because it can ai can just AI sit can, here and write out a computer program yeah so the, the jobs the, where the so, people that lose their jobs to ai will just move over to manual labor because that's the thing ai can't do Manual labor is not that easy to just move over to, though. A lot of people don't have what it takes to do manual labor. People, Granted, people adapt pretty well. Yeah, people adapt, and if yeah. it's what you need to do to make money, then so be it. Maybe that's why they're focusing so hard on AIs, because the population's going to not be there. I don't know. I think they... I don't know if that's their motive or not, but... I bet they've had... AI for a lot longer than what we do. They always have every technology for a lot longer than we ever see it. The military is like the first one to ever develop any kind of technology, and they've had it for years. Yeah, and they have billions of dollars to put into funding and research. Same with the automotive world, the racing automotive world sees every kind of technical advancement before consumers see it. Hmm. Like disc brakes or power steering like all that stuff came to be in the racing world before it ever came to like your mainstream automotive yeah that makes sense though because they can test it on a small scale with like under strenuous conditions and see Mm -hmm. what works and what doesn't and then they can mass produce it for the public have you seen that show Ford versus Ferrari okay that was a good show you haven't seen that show it's so good about Shelby winning the the Europeans and his GT. He was going to buy, Ford was going to buy Ferrari and Ferrari backed out. So Ford developed with, um, was Australia so? Isn't the GT an Australian design? I think the GT was Shelby's design. No, they designed Oh, the that's GT. true. The GT was already designed and then and they Shelby brought Shelby into in. it. <clears throat> but they, Ford just designed that so they can win Ferrari. And they did win him. It was pretty cool. That was a good movie. There's also a a movie called One or Formula One. Because dude, for it, it was a documentary about Formula One racing. It was pretty interesting too. Have you seen any scary movies recently? I don't uh, watch a lot of scary movies. I used to watch them all the time as a kid, but I don't like them anymore. <laughs> They're too scary. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you can feel. When you're older, it seems like you feel the presence of it, and you're like, holy crap. I've only seen one scary show since I've been married, and it was pretty freaking scary. (laughs) Was that Haunting of Hill House? Yeah. It was a really good... It was good, but it was so scary. (laughs) Dude, I work by myself too much to watch scary movies. Like, I got this job in Ogden... I'm there at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night all by myself. The house is completely empty. I've got my headphones in and then I hear something. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I pull my <laughs> headphones out because I'm like, I don't want to be in my headphones where I can't hear anything. And I go lock all the doors, turn every light on in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it, sometimes I pull some of my wells are right next to Skinwalker Ranch. Dang, really? Yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot about Skinwalker Ranch. It's right from, there in Duchesne. From this podcast called 3AM. You ever listen to them? Huh. They tell a lot of scary stories. It's They're pretty fun to listen to, but yeah, Skinwalker Ranch seems wild. 
it's just airy out there. Sometimes you'll hear animals, and you're like, what? what's out there? <laughs> I didn't know what skinwalkers were until I listened to that podcast. Apparently, it's um, Indians that can, like, change into a monster, and they just they feed off of fear. So the more they can scare you, the better. Supposedly, Skinwalker Ranch is, like, one of the most paranormal activity in the, US? In, the in the world. Really? It has some of the most <clears throat> paranormal activity there. They've had um, alien landing in, I think it was Brazil, an alien crash site. They got all these records of this guy went and picked up the alien, and they transported it to the hospital, and the guy got bacteria on him from when he picked it up, and he died a few hours later. I saw this thing. So Salt Lake is Utah. Salt Lake is getting their first major league baseball team. Dang, that's cool. So we'll have... Well, we've got a pro basketball team here in Utah, the Jazz. I think we have a pro soccer team, this Real. the Real Salt Lake. And I think we also have a pro hockey team, the, the, Grizzlies. the Grizzlies. I went to a Grizzlies game when I was a kid. So those are all the pro teams Utah have, but we don't have like any baseball or NFL. We do have the Salt Lake Bees, but that's not pro, that's... It's like, not MLB. Yeah, it's not MLB. But so Salt Lake is getting an MLB team. And this guy's like, I thought of a couple names. I thought it was funny. He, one of them is like the Salt Lake, the SLC Skinwalkers. Because cool. Skinwalker's pretty known for, Utah's pretty known for the Skinwalker yeah. Ranch. And then one of his other ideas was the SLC Swingers. He's like, get it? Because you're batting and is swinging. That, is Utah known for swinging? And there's yeah. a shit ton of swingers in really? Utah. I didn't know that. They're all over the place in Utah. Especially in the huge, Mormon culture. Yeah, Mormon culture there's has this, a huge community of swingers. Huh. Down in Draper... There's this gym down in Draper, and it costs a lot to get into it. It's a gym, but it's pretty much everybody knows that gym is just using being used for swinger hookups. What yeah. the heck? There's a huge swinger community in Utah. And then his other thing, his other name was the SLC Soakers. Soakers? <laughs> He's like, because you get it, right? Everybody, yeah, everyone gets it. I think that's it. an inside joke for Utah. Supposedly soaking because these Mormons, right? They Why gotta you practice. Ex- explain what soaking is. So soaking is, as far as I know, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up LDS, but it has to do with the LDS mainstream Mormon church. They, you know, practice abs, abstinent, abstinence. Yeah, you know, no sex, no premarital sex. But if you soak, just the tip. You know, just put the tip in, no movement. It's not sex. I think it's more than the tip. No, you can you, just stick it in. You and stick it in, and you just soak it. Bed. Well, then that's the other portion of it. Is they'll like get on a bunk bed. You'll be on the top portion, and someone will be on the bottom, and they'll just be shaking it because it's not you doing the movement. So it's not having sex. It's just soaking. Just soaking the dick, <laughs> keeping it wet. I don't know about that. Seems like sex. <laughs> it is sex. Salt Lake City soakers. I wish we knew a Mormon that has soaked before. Dude, I was watching this guy. I don't think I know any Mormons. So there's a word. Oh, yeah. There's a word for the people. So there's a word opposite of, not opposite, but there's, there's soaking and then there's the other word for the people who push the bed, like shake the bed. I can't remember the, what the word is. A thruster? No, I don't remember what the word is, but there's this video online uh, you, where they're like at colleges and they walk around the college and ask college kids questions and they're at BYU and he asked this girl, like, what's the craziest thing she's done? And she said that she was the pusher for a soaky. <laughs> That's awesome. And then she laughs. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Alright, so... So this week's actionable item this is... This month. This month. Okay. So when is the, the date that we go to? Today's the... 16th. 16th. So I guess we'll go to the 16th next month. I guess our or, months are just always going to start on the second week yeah. of the month. So the second podcast of the month. Of we'll next switch. Month. Yeah. So we'll be doing the power list. We've already gone over a couple times, but we're going to stick to it for a month and... You know, hopefully form a habit. 
which I think this is a great habit to form. I think it's probably one of the most beneficial skills that you could develop to push yourself along the path of success. It's basically planning each day to for a win and to progress towards your goals. Which we were at a business meeting um, earlier today and Becky, the person we were meeting with, she told me something that I thought would be cool to share. Um, success is you doing what you want to do. That's pretty much all success is, so. Yeah. Which kind of made sense to me, you know? Because there's so much, you know, people sit there and say, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, and then they never do it. It doesn't need to be like, you got a million dollars in the bank, got a billion dollars in the bank. It could be as much as like, I want to travel all seven continents or do it then do it I want a garage full of sweet cars let's build a garage <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do the power list for the next 30 days um, we'll talk about it every week and tune in send us your questions and remarks love to hear it all and we'll keep a tally of all of our wins and losses to see who wins the month the hardest. <laughs> Maybe as we progress, we can make it a little bit of a competition. Competition is good for progress. Yeah. We like each put in 25, 50 bucks, 150 bucks online for whoever wins the most days this month. So... All right, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed listening. I'll post one every week.